On this episode of the B-Side, we'll be talking to the internal church needs team. Welcome to the B-Side, a Blessed Hope podcast where we turn over the sermon notes and answer those lingering questions. Hey everybody, welcome to the B-Side. I am Vince as always and I'm joined by Pastor Matt. Morning Vince. And we're joined by two people from the internal church needs team, Jess Rich. Hey guys. And Kevin Hessen. Good morning. All right. So uh, first, just want to talk about uh, what is your guys' team? Because this is a new team to Blessed Hope. Um, our team is a group of people that get together, and we've created a process for serving needs within our church. We um, have a form people fill out. We have volunteers from our Faith in Action over the summer, a list of what people are comfortable with, and we um, pretty much just plug volunteers into needs within our church. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the kind of the impetus for starting this was um, with our Faith in Action that we do in the summertime. We were seeing um, a need for doing... <clears throat> we were ministering to people outside of our church. Uh, we do that for the, for the three days, and um, we felt like there was a need to do it within our church. So that's kind of how that whole process started. Yeah, so what are, what are some things, you kind of answered two of my questions at the same time, uh, but what are some things that are coming up? Like what sort of things uh, will you be doing or ideas that you've kicked around? What are some things that, you guys will be providing the people of the church? Um, coming up this Saturday, we are having an oil change event. So anyone within our Blessed Hope Church body that for either financial or physical reasons is unable to get their car winterized and their oil changed, we're heading next door um, to the Pioneer Building and we'll be changing oil. We have a small group that has volunteered to help out. Um, we have some other people within the church that are skilled with mechanical stuff that are going to be there to um, help these people. And uh, we'll also be detailing their cars, checking in a freeze, things like that. I didn't realize detailing was like cleaning for like the longest time. I thought it was like paint stuff. So when I, whenever <laughs> I'd hear somebody say, oh, I just got the car detailed, I was like, why did you get your car painted? It, it looked fine. The, but. <laughs> Do me a favor. Don't admit that. <laughs> it is what Anymore. it is. Um, so, so Jess or Kevin, e either one, I guess, you know, I, I think as, as we talk about internal needs of the church, why does it matter? I mean, the church is always supposed to be on mission, uh, trying to reach our community, people that are lost. The church um, exists for people that aren't yet a part of it. We know that. That's a mantra we use you know, here at Blessed Hope, that, w that we're on mission uh, with the gospel, bringing it out into the community. So why does a team like this matter? Even though we've been instructed to, to go out and disciple other people and to bring others in <clears throat> to the fold, um, <clears throat> once they're here, we also are to take care of one another. Um, the scripture talks about taking care of widows and orphans. Um, that's one, one phase, one group of people that we need to take care of. But also as a body of believers, um, there are many needs within our church. Um, and so um, 
we need to encourage one another, and we can encourage people through um, just helping out. It, there are all kinds of needs. There might be things around the home that are broken down or whatever and that they don't have the means financially or um, don't have the skills to do it. So, um, you know, we can provide that, and um, it helps to build up one another within the community of believers. Yeah, it's so interesting, uh, the call to go out and then, you know, to bring them into to the family of God. And it would almost be like if we just, we built a hospital here and we said, oh, we need to go get a bunch of sick people so we can heal them. And then we bring them in and we just put them in the waiting room and we don't actually meet their needs. You know, so once we get people the gospel and they get here, the, their physical and their, their temporary needs just, they don't go away. They, they still exist. And when with all the one another's that are in scripture, it, uh, yeah, we, I love the, the heart of this team that we say, no, it, we're not just uh, concerned with getting you a, a golden ticket to, to heaven. We're concerned with you right now. And, and this, is, this is a great witness, I think, uh, to our community and to our church, um, to the people that kind of just get in and, and they get to see how the church has loved people. Yeah, and I, th- I think, you know, we've kind of already mentioned that, but um, I think that's one thing that we kind of forget. We, we forget about the people within our church because we're so focused on, on bringing others in. And um, like you say, those needs, they don't go away. So, um, yeah, hopefully this will be a, a good way to build community and, and that within our church too. Yeah, well, and I think it's... Um important too because we're not supposed to live like the world and through this um our key scriptures and acts talking about the widows and the orphans and to have the community seeing a church that is willing to give up their time their resources their talents to help others is showing the community and the people within the church that might be a little bit skeptical on the fence that we're for real like we're doing this because it's how Jesus lived. It's what we're called to do. And we want, like, we genuinely love other people and want other people to prosper and, you know, have the best life here they can. And then obviously their amazing life in the future. Yeah, I, I remember back in late spring uh, when uh, everything happened with the rouse and the church's response to that, to, to reaching out and serving uh, a family that's in the church that was hurting. And, and we heard that from a couple of people that they're like, whoa, that, that's what the church is about? What if something like that happens to me? I have nobody that would, would be helping me out. And uh, this is just a great opportunity, a great witness to, to people that are outside the church as well, um, that if they don't have those people when they do get older or they get financially um, Unstable. That this is a place where it's not just the gospel uh, for eternity. It's it's the gospel in flesh and blood here right now with our community. Yeah, and I, I mean I think it's it, it th- those are those are great ways to look at it. And so we are blessed to to have a team and a couple of people and that are that are taking this seriously. If you go back to Acts, you know you're, you're kind of referring to it with with the Rao family, but you know, that was the issue, and, and there's kind of a direct correlation to um, they shared what they had. There was nobody in the church that had need, 
that couldn't be met by the church. And then it's this next statement that kind of draws back that, and the Lord added to their numbers daily, um, those that were being saved. And so there's, there's this um, draw when a community works that way um, that people that are outside of the community are interested in. And, and yeah, I mean, you're right. We had a couple of people at that time that said, you know what, I've kind of been on the outside looking in, but I see what happened when, when that need presented itself and how the church rallied, and I want in. Um, and so, yeah, there, there are some really good things that, that happen when we um, are good at serving and ministering to people that, that call this place home. So it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know that the story of the team kind of coming together is, is pretty cool because I, I think, Kevin, you had been praying about something like this for a while, and, and then Jess kind of saw the spark after leading um, some faith in action stuff. Um, so you guys kind of want to I mean, maybe tell your two sides of how this kind of came together and Jess, you can start first. Yep. Um, during our faith in action planning, we were discussing different projects we could do. And there were some needs within the church that got brought up and we discussed that faith in action is meant to be a community outreach, not to be a mission trip just within the church. And I walked away from that just really convicted that we have these needs and we have people that are willing to serve. It's not a shortage of um, volunteers. It's just we didn't have a process to get them from point A to point B. And I just kind of blew it off and went about um, my week and it just kept coming up and coming up. And I couldn't stop thinking about well, this is how we could do it, and it would work really well, and it would be so great. And I really feel like that was God just not letting me drop it, not letting go. And so um, then I went to Matt and Malia about it, and then I hear about Kevin and his vacation, and it was super cool. One of, like, seven. <laughs> oh, <don't> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's the elders uh, rubbing off on me. It is. The, so for those of you that don't know this, we, when people miss a weekend because they're gone, we, we say they're taking a Hessen, <laughs> um, which really is unfair because now lately it should be taking a something else because there's other people that miss right. more than you. That's right. um, but uh, you were the first, I guess, so... I guess, I guess I got that reputation. I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, had some, we had some time away in uh, February, and, um, <clears throat> and so that time that we had away, I just really wanted to t- spend time in the Lord trying to figure out, um, we, we had some changes in our life um, as far as job situation, <clears throat> and I was going to have some more time off, so um, just kind of wondering you know, what the Lord had in mind for us for ministry and that. And um, it just came to me that there was, there had to be a need within our church of um, people who had physical needs, um, real needs, everyday needs that <clears throat> could be, um, we could take care of and that we should take care of. Um, part of my skill set that I've been given is, is doing those sorts of, sorts of things, you know, whether it be construction or plumbing or any of those kinds of things. And I like doing that. So I thought, well, maybe, um, maybe that's something I could do. And then as I prayed about it more, it's like, no, it's not about something I could do. It's something maybe the church could do. And it, it just kept coming back to me, that, that thought that maybe there's something we should be doing. So then I came back to real life and um, 
and that thought was still kind of there, but not that strong. But then as faith in action kind of started up, then I had the same feelings that Jess was having about, you know, we really be, need to be taking care of some needs within the church. And so um, that was really cool. Um, and the thing that came to mind also is that we have a compassion team. And our compassion team is taking care of needs in a different way within our church where they're visiting yeah. people in uh, nursing homes and shut-ins and whatever. But um, it's basically visiting with them or, um, you know, it, it's not the hands-on. I mean, that's an important ministry. Yeah. But it's different than what we're talking about here. So. Yeah, and I think that's important to recognize is that the needs in the church are so diverse. You know, we say this all the time, and we really mean it, but I don't, I don't know if people understand exactly what we're saying or if they really believe that we wholeheartedly mean it or if it's just the company line or, or whatever it is. But, but ultimately, the idea is when you think about the body of Christ and you think about the fact that we all have different roles to play in the body and nobody's role is more important some might be more prominent, but none are more important. All of them are needed to make the church body function the way that it's supposed to. But the idea is that we have everything we need to run the ministries that we should be running, that God wants us to be running here in the church. He's given us, with the different talents and the different abilities in the body, he's given us the, the ability to do everything that we have to do. And so while I can do some counseling things, I, I can't necessarily um, do what the internal needs team can do, and um, you guys don't necessarily have the, the, the passion or the time to do what the compassion team can do, but ultimately when we put it together, um, we can meet the needs that God's um, presented us here because we've got the abilities and the skills and the people that God's drawn to the church. Right. So we have everything we need, and so that's I mean, that's a great way to look at it, that, yeah, the compassion team does their thing. You know, yeah, the, the church staff can do their thing. But ultimately, there's another avenue to take in terms of meeting people's needs and, and, and kind of reaching out and doing what God's called us to do for one another. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, and, and as the church grows, I think something like this is a great opportunity not just to serve uh, the church, but also to provide that community aspect because uh, I'm sure you know this, but uh, one of the ways that guys bond the quickest is doing things together. Mm -hmm. um, you could get them in a room together for 10 weeks and you won't bond them nearly as much if you give them one week of just doing right. a project. Right. Um, there's just something about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this gives an opportunity for some of our guys, some of our women uh, who, who maybe don't feel that community feel that they felt before uh, to step into a, a need and mm -hmm. serve and to grow together as a, as a group as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think that that's such a, a great opportunity for us uh, to use that as well. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I, I agree with that. Um, so we're not only meeting the needs of the people within the church, but the, peop the ones who are actually doing the work. Um, they're growing and bonding together, but also they're seeing how the talents they've been given are being used, and sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah, well, and, and again, I, I, it, yeah, it's cool to, to see some things like this, too, because Vince, actually, where I thought you were going to go when you started talking about community, oh. uh, where you went was great, but, but uh, where, I, where I thought you were going to step into was the idea that um, 
sometimes the larger a church gets, and we are by no means a huge church. I mean, you yeah. know, when, when you think about it, it's like... Some people call us a mega church. Uh, then some people don't know what a mega church is. Uh, but I mean, that's just all there is to it. Um, I don't even know that I'd call us a large church, uh, much less a mega church. But the larger a church gets, and, you know, we average, um, you know, when you think about adults and kids, we average 240, 250 people on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a ton, but that's hard to know everybody and be intimately yep. involved in the details of everybody. And when, when the church was 50, if, if Jess had a need at her house that they couldn't meet on their own, it would just be something the church would know about. Yep. Right? The church mm-hmm. would just know that it existed, and the church could step in and do it. When the church is 75, that gets harder. Mm-hmm. When the church gets to 150, it gets a little bit tricky. When the church gets up to 200, 250 people, that's something that becomes problematic. What used to happen just naturally and organically all of a sudden needs a system. Mm-hmm. And so what I love about this is that it's the same heart that's always existed, but it's putting a system in place to say, hey, just because the church gets bigger doesn't mean we need to lose that community connection that we've always had. We just need to be more intentional about making sure that those same needs can be met and that people can be known. And that's why small groups work so well. That's why the compassion team is helpful. And this will fit right in there. It's doing something systematically and intentionally that used to just happen organically, but, but now we need a system in place to make sure that it works well. And this is, this is that, I think that's, it's just a great example of the ways that as the church grows, which is good because people mm-hmm. are getting the gospel, we have to evolve in the way that we've done things. And, and change isn't bad. We just need to be intentional about it. Yeah. I think about this team and um, a phrase I'm, try- I- I'm using more often just because I think it's hilarious is uh, professional Christian. Um, but there are no professional Christians on this team, uh, and no professional Christians leading this team. If you don't know what I mean, there's nobody paid on this team to be on this team. Um, it's all volunteers. It's all wait, church wait, people. Uh, does that mean I'm a professional Christian? You are a professional Christian. <laughs> I say ironically because I, I know how ridiculous it is. No, I mean, that's good. So so was I an amateur Christian before, like, so I could still compete in the Olympics? Yeah. But now that I have a full-time job, I'm, yep, my yep. amateur status has gone. I've gone pro. It's just to highlight some people's hearts. Okay. And, and when it comes – anyway. Um, <laughs> but I just – I love that – I mean – Matt didn't go to Jess. The elders didn't go to Jess. Uh, nobody that was already in leadership or, or nobody said, hey, we need to make this happen. It just happened. Somebody, God laid a, a need on, on Jess's heart, and it just mm-hmm. happened. And, and I love that. That is, that's what's supposed to happen. Um, so I, I love your story of, like, God laid this on my heart, and then he just would not let it go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder how many people we have in our church right now that have something that God's laid on their heart um, that they could be stepping into in ministry. um, And instead of going, I I have to do it, they're kind of like, I'll push it to the side. That's not for me. Um, Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that? I'm glad that you you point that out because we've got some people who have – felt God putting something on their heart, and, and it's not a ministry of the church. They just wanted to run with it. We have, uh, for example, um, Be You Bravely yeah. is, is happening here, coming up very quickly. Uh, anybody, when is that? Do you know? November 10th. November 10th. So, yeah, just a few short weeks away, mm-hmm. um, and that's 
if you don't know, I mean, maybe this is just a, a plug for it, but it's, it's for eighth grade through high school aged girls uh, to come and, and be ministered to and to hear from the word of God and, and worship. And, and they did it last year. It's great. And, and a great turnout. That is um, something that the church fully supports, but it's not something that the church does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's what we would call organic ministry that just happens because people are being obedient to God. They happen mm-hmm. to attend church here, which is great. Um, and they're being obedient to God and they're saying, Hey, I think this can happen. Mm-hmm. It fits within the framework of, of good Christian service. And so they do it. Yep. Uh, then there are other times like, um, what, what Jess is, is doing here with the internal needs team and how that team has come around where that has something specifically to do with the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I guess as you're talking about how many, how many people are there that God has maybe put something on their heart, I would just say this. It does not have to run through the church. Right. Uh, we are not, um, you know, we, we elders aren't control happy. We don't need to have not our look, hands yeah. in everything. We want things to be of good um, biblical truth. And, and we want them to be effective. And so if people have a heart for something and, and they want us to pray and support them, that's great. But, you know, we don't need to be in charge of everything. If somebody wants to have, a, you know, uh, a kids club that meets on Tuesdays after school at their house with all the kids in their neighborhood, you don't need the church to sign off on that. Right. Just do it. If you need the church to help, you can ask, but you don't need the church to sign off on that. Um, April Hummel and her group that wanted to put prayer boxes up around the neighborhood so they could pray for people. Yeah. Church doesn't need to sign off on that. That's great. Pray for Mm -hmm. people. You don't need the church's permission to be actively involved in ministry. And so I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's important to, to know the difference. A team like this, because it's meeting the needs of those in the church and we're using some church resources to do it, then that's great. Bring it to the elders. But if it's just something you want to do to bless and minister to people, then people should just feel free to start doing that. Yeah. And and I wouldn't think that the elders take any pleasure or joy in flexing their authority by saying no to people's uh, ministries that God's put on their heart. You know, we communicate what the vision and the mission of the church is to draw, teach, and send, and and people, God will speak into their lives how to do that. Um, And so if if there's ever anything that comes to the elders, as long as it's it's within what we're trying to do as a church, and, and they want church help doing it, then I couldn't imagine the elders are just like, well, today... We gotta show people that we're still in charge and and flex and, and throw a no on the table. Um. I think <clears throat> that makes me think of when we started the church. Actually, that was what we had set up. That we weren't going to just start up programs because we needed to have programs. It was the only way that we would start up a team would be if someone would come forward mm. that God had laid something on their heart, and um, and so that's the way we've kind of done things from the beginning and um it's it's really interesting to see how god's laid things on people's hearts and in the ministry and how it's developed and and um and gone so yeah it's it's that's a good way to do it well it's kind of fun too because it takes pressure off the elders to mm-hmm. a degree i mean you know somebody somebody you know sends an email or, or makes a phone call or sits down and says hey you know the church needs to do this and it's like well that's great right when can you start Mm-hmm. You know, when, when can you tackle that? Right. Um, and then all of a sudden the church probably doesn't need to do that in, in their eyes anymore and kind of put some of the ownership back on the body because this is, you know, that's how the church is supposed to work. If you read through mm-hmm. the, the New Testament, um, you know, there are no spectators. 
um, in in the church. There are people that are actively about the ministry, and and that's it. There's not a lot of room for Sunday people that come and sit and soak, and then they go home, um, and that's it. Soaking. We should get some hot tubs. Just hot tub church. No. Okay. Um, so you guys want to plug uh, your event, unless there's anything else that we need to talk about? I, I don't. I, I just would say one more thing about these two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I would suggest these guys are in vastly different seasons of their life. Um, you know, Jess, you are um, kind of a working slash stay-at-home mom. Yep. Who has two little girls. How old are they? Um, two and four. <laughs> two and four. Nicely done. And your husband's name is? Nick. Just checking to see if you can come up with that one too. Um, but but so, so Jess is, is um, busy. I mean, Jess mm-hmm. is, is she's, she's raising two um, very active and, and opinionated little yeah. girls. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she's, she's married to Nick who's, who's farming. And so she's helping with the farm. She's doing mm-hmm. those things, um, and, and all of that going on. And, and so she's in that season of her life. And, and this is where God has then called her into service in the church. Kevin, um, you just retired kind of, kind of, yeah. When, when did that happen? <laughs> in December. Okay. So, so you are working kind of, sort of, but not as much as you used to. I'm doing something different. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not as much. I guess. Okay. So not, not real good at the whole. He's not, yeah, he's not great at retiring, but, but what I love, what but I love yet he about, is, but he's retired, but he's not really, um, Kevin, he's still working. He just doesn't get paid for it. Now. <laughs> there you um, go. That's the difference. But, but the, the difference is this. And, and, and what I, what I love about this is that both of these guys, um, get to move in the space where God has them now. It would be impossible for Jess to step in and do everything that Kevin might do um, ministry at the church because she's got a lot of other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Kevin has a little bit more freedom uh, because he and Deb are both retired, and, and so he can do a few different things, although his plate gets really full too. Um, and then we've got other people who have... Um, at the church who fit in anywhere along this continuum mm-hmm. uh, from, you know what, I, I, I'm just out of high school or out of college and I, I don't know yet what my life is going to look like to people who are retired, kids are out of the house um, and, and they're doing that, that last phase of their life. Um, you know, whatever it is, I think God's got a, a way for people to step into space and step into ministry no matter what it is. And I think it's great that we're sitting across from these two who are just you know, they're not in the same place right. um, in their life, but they're both pouring out everything God has given them with what they have available. And, and I think it's important to know that it's going to look different for different people, but there's always a way to step into that. So if anybody is, is listening that, that's, you know, kind of more in Jess's and Nick's season of life, and they're wondering, how do you, how do you balance that? How do you serve in this role? Then I would say, you know what, talk to Jess and Nick, buy him a cup of coffee and Yes. And have a conversation. <laughs> Pumpkin anything, I think, works for yes. Jess. Um, but have a conversation with them about how do they balance and how do they do that. And, and I think there's a lot of value there. And if we've got people that are retiring or getting close to retirement and they're wondering what retirement should look like, does that, do I retire from work and church? Do I retire from work to serve? What do I do and how does it work? I'd say have a conversation with Kevin and Deb because they're who I want to be when I 
when I retire. You know, I don't want to retire from church necessarily. I, I want to retire so that I can step into whatever role God has me for at that time. So I think if, if you're in this spectrum, these are two good people to talk to. So, yeah, and I love, I love Kevin and Deb's heart. It's not a... I think sometimes people treat service in the church a little bit like a prison sentence. Like, oh, I've done my time, so I don't need to be in this, in, in this ministry anymore. And it's like, well, maybe you need to check your heart. But, um, yeah, if Malia were here, she'd hashtag that. Yep. Uh, you guys want to uh, plug your uh, oil change uh, service again? Um, just so that people have that in their mind. Yep. So it's this Saturday, the 27th. Um, we're starting at 8 a.m. If anybody um, within our church has a need for their oil changed, or um, even if you just had your oil changed, but you want you know, your antifreeze checked, your tire pressure, um, those kinds of things, you can email me. Um, it's j srich87 at gmail.com um, or send me a message on Facebook, get a hold of anyone here at the church and they can put us in contact. We have plenty of spaces available um, for anyone that needs that. Yeah, and I think along with that, um, as long as we're plugging things, yep. um, we will have some events like this throughout the year, mm-hmm. but basically if if anyone has a need, mm-hmm. whatever that might be, um, you need your eaves cleaned out, or your, your gutters cleaned out, or you need your yard raked, or you need um, some minor things done in your home, whatever it might be, then you need to contact um, either Jess or I, or let Pastor Matt or, or Vince, you, either mm-hmm. of you can pass that information along, or mm-hmm. um, do all the the uh, Facebook things, <laughs> yep. uh, whatever whatever mm-hmm. means you have to uh, to contact us and let us know what the need is, and mm-hmm. and we'll certainly look at it and see if it's something that we're capable of doing, and and we want to we want to be active. We want to we want to meet the needs of the church. We don't want anybody to say, oh, I can't do that, or I, I didn't get it done because I I didn't have the financial resources or um, the skills to do it. We want to do that. You do not have to wait for an internal church needs team event to have your needs met. Exactly. There's a form online um, when you click on serve and scroll down to internal church needs team. Mm. There's a form online that you can print off and fill out. And we'll have paper copies over kind of in that welcome area where there's handouts and stuff. So... um, if anybody has anything, they can just fill out a form or contact us direct, and we'll have that conversation with them. Awesome. Fantastic. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks.